I would the recorders to hold this just a moment before you record, if you will. And good morning, friends. I trust that everybody's feeling real. Singer, regular dedication. Bring them in. Everybody together now. Bring the little one. Bring you think there's something real sweet about a little old baby? A little fellow and little bright eyes looking at me and there's something about him that's real, real sweet. And they're just innocent little fellows, know nothing about the Amen. things of the world God has given them. And you know, there's something about a child in a home that binds the home together. Amen. There's a binding about a child. Now, I wish we had more time to speak on on those things about the little ones and about different things, but we our time we're pressing hard for time and we must go straight to the word now. All right to the recorders if they wish to record the message this morning. Amen. And may God richly bless each and every one. Now today I think there's nothing like the word, the reading of God's word. Wished it was in every home where God's Word would be read. And I want each one of you this morning, if you possibly can, even when the little ones come from their Sunday school rooms, to be just as reverent as possible, sit quiet and listen as I try by the help of God to deliver a message that was given me in the late hours last night for the church today. Now, our scripture reading is found in Joel 2 and in Acts 2. Joel 2.28 and Acts, we begin at 2.15. Isn't it strange that how this prophet speaking the second chapter of Joel and the second chapter of Acts, former and latter rain. Joel spoke of it in this same chapter. For speaking from the Acts, the second chapter, the 15th verse, and down a portion of the scripture, we read this. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young man shall see visions. And on the old man shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handsmaids will I pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now we bow our heads just a moment for prayer. Our kind Heavenly Father, as like a great sheet across this building this morning, every head going down to the dust of the earth. In humility, we bow our heads and our hearts in thy presence. 
And we pray, Heavenly Father, that the Holy Spirit will come now, get into the Word and present it to every heart just as it has place, lodging place. May it bring forth a hundredfold. God, we pray that unbelievers today may become believers. And if the Christians will take a new hope, those who are weary in the road, may the saints be encouraged and may the sick be healed. Speak, Father, and may we fellowship around thy word just now, for we ask it in the name of the beloved Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. My subject this morning, if we should call it such, will be uh, the message to the church is the junction of time. And always in the days gone by, the dispensations has always come to their end and we hit a, a junction. There's junctions on the highways. They junction on the roads that we travel in this world. They junction on this grand old highway that we travel to glory. And always it takes the miraculous to speak of omnipotence. Omnipotence is the all-powerful, and it takes the miraculous to vindicate the omnipotence. And only the miraculous can do that. Teaching of the Word is a very fine thing. And we, it comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. But it always takes a miraculous to vindicate that the omnipotent still lives and reigns. We must have the miraculous. And I believe that the church is now standing on the threshold of the greatest vindication of omnipotence that the world has ever known. There has been, in my searching of the Scripture for quite a while, I have found seven great junctions in God's Word. And seven is God's complete number. We, he, he completes in seven. He worked six days and the seventh rested. The world exists in its reign over the earth here. Though church labors for 6,000 years, the seventh is a millennium. And all these mathematics and of the Bible are perfect. And God always is on time. Sometimes that we are a little bit late or a little thinking a little different, but that's always done for a purpose. But God is always on time with his message. And so today, I believe that we're facing a great something that the church should know and understand, that we ought to know what all this is about, and find it in God's Word. For I believe that if, if it isn't in the Word, I'm just a little doubtful of it. But if God's Word speaks of it, then God, no matter how indifferent it might seem to our custom of teaching, it's God working out His Word. Many times it's contrary to our way of thinking, or maybe the way we have been taught to think. But we have to recognize the 
omnipotence of God when it's performed before us. Now, let's go back for a little while in our minds and study just a few minutes for the past few years what's been taking place. I believe as a minister of the gospel that we are living just at the near appearing of the second time of the coming of the Lord Jesus. The second return, or the second coming, the first time he came as a baby. This time he's coming as King of Glory Amen. to take vintages upon all who obey not the Word of God. And we are believing with all this great turmoil that we're living in today, as we look around on every hand and pick up the newspapers and just stand still and drop our everyday hustle and bustle of this neurotic age and look out and face facts, we see beyond any shadow of doubt that something just about to happen. And I believe that God never at any time, nothing miraculous or nothing ever taken place unless God foreshowed it by His Word, revealed it, placed it, so that man who failed to walk in it could, would have to stand before Him and he would have to be stand without an excuse because God makes it so plain. That if a man is concerned enough about it, he'll find it. If you're concerned. You wouldn't eat soup with a fly in it, no, sir. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, you'd be afraid to eat food that didn't look just right and was contaminated. Because, you know, it might give you a, a tomaine poison or something and would kill you in a little bit. And you watch about this body. But that soul, you let it feast on things of the world which you know is contaminated and can only do one thing, take you to destruction. No matter how well you treat this body and how good or food or how it lives, it's got to go to the dust of the earth for that soul will live forever somewhere. I'd rather eat contaminated soup than contaminate my soul with the things of the world. At any time. The junction... God always, before these great junctions comes, are ending off time where he starts something new. Junctions with the old to the new, with one dispensation to another. He always shows forth his power. Man through the ages always breaks down and teaches away and explains away and gets away from the real living God, but just before he junctions and enters the new dispensation, he appears on the scene with great miraculous signs and wonders. Amen. He's always done it. Amen. Look at the first destruction of the world, the first junction. After the world was formed and God placed man on earth, the Bible said that they began to build cities. Great building programs went on in the world. Look at it today. Jesus plainly said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. Same thing. You notice they'd found a way to work with copper. They'd found a way to work with brass and with iron. Just before the Andalusian destruction, look at the day we're living in now, how the buildings, it said people multiplied. 
upon the face of the earth. Look around our, even our little city and compare this little city a few years ago of 14,000 now, around 27,000 or more. Even you can't find a place hardly big enough to hunt rabbits on anymore. It's all housing projects. That's right. Building. Increasing. Multiplying. And he said when they begin to multiply, then sin and wickedness set in. That's one of the great signposts that we're at the end of the road. One of the great signs. Notice during that time, there was a man by the name of Nimrod who went out and built the big city of Babylon and confederated all the surrounding cities that they'd all confederate together. And there'd be one big city, and that would be Babylon. And how did God despise that federation of world order? Look at it today, the same thing. Confederations of labor, man binding themselves together by unions and by, by uh, different fetters and by church denomination. It winds them all together, breaks down the barrier, breaks down the, uh, the fellowship between different brethren. Confederation, one of the great signs that God gives in the first destruction, we see it appearing here, and the last destruction. Amen. You see it? Notice. And another thing that he did back there, we notice that during the time of this great turmoil, when man's heart began to wax cold and away from God, women became such an idol. When the sons of God seen the daughters of man, they were fair, fair, become a sexual order. Look at it today. What we're living in. Not speaking against honorable women, no, sir. They're God's instruments. But those who cares not for themselves. How there's so many on the opposite side. Going about, marrying, giving in marriage. God said so in the Bible. Jesus said before Noah's time at the end, they were marrying and giving in marriage. How the great turmoil is in the world today. And we realize that one thing that caused that, the Bible said that the spirits, great spirits, came down, evil spirits, and got into these people and done these things. And we see the same evil spirits working in our days. And now notice again that not only that, when all hell turns loose, all heaven turns loose also. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises up a standard against it. And these two forces is always showed at the junction. Now, as we see that the time that Nimrod had brought all the confederation together and made all people come to Babylon and come into this great confederation, and at the time of all the evil going on between the women sexually and so forth, at the same time, God had a witness on the earth. Enoch, who walked with God blameless, and at the same time that evil was appearing, angels appeared on the earth. Angelic beings moved in to man. 
very beautiful type of today also. As the evil is appearing, so is good appearing. And notice back there in that evil day, just before the destruction, when God had a man out preaching the gospel, a poor man, humble man, not very much of the world, but a man who had a heart to listen to God, Noah. There was Noah and Enoch preaching at the same time. And if you notice over in Revelations 11, it said, I'll give power unto my two witnesses in the last day. Two witnesses again in the last day. Revelations 11, and it forms signs and wonders among the people. Look back there then, as Noah and Enoch was preaching, and Noah was preaching a message that seemed so crazy to the world. And Noah, here it is now, Noah was preparing an ark, making a place of safety. And that was a miracle in its own. How that a man upon dry land where water had never come was preparing an ark to float on a mighty sea that would be there and saint was coming down out of the skies and where was it at? But by faith, which is a miracle itself, Noah warned of God prepared an ark. You see it? No matter how foolish it seemed, how fanatical it seemed to the people, it was a miracle in itself to see a man hammering away that something seemed fanatically. Amen. It's repeated again today. Amen. When man pounded away at the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. preaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Amen. getting a people ready for the coming judgment or a shield from it, and the modern church people laughing and making fun and saying there's nothing of it in the days of miracles is past. It's a miracle. A signpost at the junction. Noah, working away, not only was he had, uh, performing a miracle, or lo- he was looking also for a miracle. And the church today, as it's laboring away under the task of preaching the gospel, with signs and wonders of following, they are preparing for a miracle. The rapture of the church and they're going home. Preparing people, getting them light, unburdened from the things of the world and getting their souls set in the presence of God that when Jesus does appear the second time in glory, those who are ready will rapture and be caught up together to meet Him in the air and be with Him. As it was in Noah's time, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. All those things that you see going on, open up. God grant today that you open, God opens your understanding. That you can see these are signposts and supernatural miracles hanging right before us today. Of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're at the junction. Amen. Notice, and as Noah began to warn the people and preach, many of them laughed at him, scoffed at him, because his message seemed entirely out of reason. And today, how could people today, when they say we got the best doctors in the world, we got the best clinics we ever had, we got all this, that, and the other, why would we need, listen, 
Today we need divine healing worse than we ever needed it. And as the days go on, on and on, so will it be more and more needed. Amen. And it will come to pass after a while that unless a man is sealed with the Holy Ghost, it's hard to tell his lady step open to all kinds of things. Amen. Come not nigh any of those who have the seal of God in their forehead. When then tremendous plagues begin to fall. Amen. We're at the junction, the crossroads now. As we notice and see Noah, how he went about warning the people, saying there was coming a rain. The people didn't even know what the rain meant. It had never rained. And there's people in the world today after 2,000 years of gospel preaching don't know what it means to be born again of the Spirit of God. They don't know what omnipotence means, what God in His great omnipotence power that can transform a soul from a, a street sinner to an angelic position in God's kingdom. As a son and daughter of God. They don't understand it. They're too in, taken up, infatuated with the things of the world, glaring, flirting with the world, and don't realize that that's an evil spirit and a great marking signpost for the people of this day to watch and be ready. Jesus said, when these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head, your redemption's drawing nigh. Not only that, but God showed signs to Enoch. He showed signs to Noah. And the world laughed at it. But one day there come a thunder and lightning. There come fire out of heaven. A lightning and thunders begin to roar. That was a miracle in itself. And rain began to fall. But here is the great miracle. The miracle was how God had his believing child tucked away in the ark of safety. Amen. All the time the thunder was going on, the rain was falling. Noah was resting in the ark with God. Predestinated for ordained to walk Hallelujah. into that ark. When the plague was falling, Noah was at rest in safety. Amen. Who had been laughed at it then entered into the rest. Those who they laugh and make fun of today because you desire to live a full surrendered life to the Lord Jesus, they don't realize that you're tucked away under His everlasting arms. Amen. Don't realize that you're resting just as safely as you can be in the omnipotence. And nothing can harm you. The heart begin to water begin to come and the people begin to scream and cry and holler and carry on. And instead of the ark sitting there, it floated right above all the time, packing Noah and cradling him along in the waves. Sure. It was a signpost. God swept the world clean of sin. He's going to start a new one. The signs and wonders appearing before he did it. Notice, at the coming out when God liberated Israel who was in bondage down in Egypt. Before God turned one finger to Israel, the first thing he done was perform a supernatural sign Amen. to show that he was omnipotent, that he still lived. The priests and the rabbis of so forth of that day thought that God had went out of existence just like they do today. But God still is omnipotent and He still performs the miraculous. Amen. 
and they thought that he had gone out of existence. But right in that midst of the time, God came down to a lowly, humble family of Levi and brought forth a son which was a deliverer. And how that little Moses was tucked away in this ark, which we had time to go into it and explain it, how they tucked him out on the river there and there in the midst of the crocodiles and everything else performed the miraculous. How he preserved Moses right in the time Oh, when they thought all the days of miracles was past, but they were at the junction. They had the word. They had Joseph's bones. That was all right. They were signs, yes, that God still lived and reigned and was in one day. But not only that, but still besides the word, they had the omnipotent God who cannot fail, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who stood in the midst of them all. At the age of 40, when Moses is standing by the riverside or the desert side, God came down in the form of an angel. And God, before they destroyed Egypt and pulled his children out and changed the whole dispensation, he appeared on the earth and sent angels to the poor and the needy. He performed signs and wonders, and he showed Moses his glory. How that he could take a stick and perform a miracle. Amen. How he could put his hands in his bosom and heal it with leprosy. What was it? Was that the changing time? Was that the junction road? And the great unchanging God who was unchangeable who performed those things at the junctions of time that passed. How much war will he do now when all hell is set at rage and the end time is here? He's the same. He doesn't fail. Omnipotent meets the miraculous. Certainly, the un- unsearchable, the unreasonable thinking of man can never comprehend Amen. the miraculous. You have to come in contact with omnipotence. And then when you do that, you're in contact with the supernatural. Your life change, your thinking change, your mind change. You're made different. Your sickness is finished. God's great power moves in. Moses at the bush, he saw and heard the omnipotence, and he seen the miraculous. God wasn't satisfied with giving Moses just a message to go down and preach alone to the Egyptians and to preach to the Israelites. God, the omnipotence, and the miraculous God wasn't a, a God to just reveal it to one man. But he said, take these signs. Amen. Hallelujah. Take these signs and show them down there and I'll be with you. Change. The junction had come. Time for something to take place. But before that thing takes place, God gives his warnings. I'm still Jehovah. I still live. And I'm omnipotent. And I'm the miraculous God. And he, he goes down into Egypt. He tucked his stick and cast it down and healed his hand with leprosy and done those things. Then I want you to notice every time the miraculous is done, Satan's always there to counterfeit it. And as he was counterfeiting in that day, he's still the same counterfeiter today. Even his counterfeits only point to the end time at the junction. He had some old soothsayers down there by the name of Jambers and Jambers who stood up and they could throw their rods down and turn them to serpents and so forth and do just like they did. But God vindicated who was God. 
They could bring plagues, but they could not perform divine healing because God alone can heal. And they could bring a boil, but they couldn't take it away. God stood in his power there to show that real divine healing was his miraculous to prove the omnipotence. Amen. At the junction road, the Egyptians called the boils, but they broke out themselves. But God's servant could take them away. Why? They can counterfeit. We're taught in this last days that there'd be the same thing as Jambers and Jambers withstood Moses. So these resist the truth. Man of reprobate mind concerning the faith. How that they would do a heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than God. Truce breakers incontinent. Having a form of godliness. Oh, how the day we're living the junction road. At the end of the road. The end of the age. God's approving it. What a marvelous day to be living. God proved to them and vindicated himself and got glory. How that he went down there in Egypt and smote the nation. How that he brought Israel out on the eagle's wings and performed signs and wonders because he is omnipotent. And he does the miraculous. Before he sunk Pharaoh's chariots, he gave every kind of a sign. He gives signs of divine healing. He gives signs and all of vindications of his power. How he could save an elder son or take an elder son. How he could destroy, how he could save life. How he could perform miracles, he could do the miraculous. And how the sun and moon turned dark. How the hail swept the ground. How the lightning swept over the country and killed the cattle and so forth. Just like it did in the days of Noah. And he said in the last days. Amen. The moon shall fail to give her light and the sun won't shine and shall turn black as sackcloth. Amen. Like blood. When she hides her face and weeps herself and sweats out bloody drops of grief. Uh, God will be on the earth omnipotent doing the miraculous. Amen. Certainly he can. He is omnipotent. Think of him. There down there in Egypt how he performed those signs and wonders. And the things that he had done. He's God. None can take his place. Notice. God performed his miracles. And he gave Pharaoh a chance. And Pharaoh failed. And refused to take his chance. There was nothing left when a man spurns the mercy of God. There's only one thing left. That's judgment. And my dear friend today. God helping us. When you see the end of this text come. And if you spurn the mercy that's offered you by Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, there would be nothing left but divine judgment. There can't be nothing left. Pharaoh finally sinned away his day of grace. And there was nothing left because the junction was at hand. God junctioned the time. When Lot and Abraham, another time, when Abraham was to be the ruler of the world, his seed was a scatter over the earth. He had Lot, his nephew, with him, which was a relative. And what a beautiful picture today of the cold, formal, indifferent church to their spirit-born, elected, called-out, separated church of the living God. They dwell together on the same plane. But it finally come to a time to where Lot took his great group and went down into Sodom and Gomorrah where they'd be popular where they would take the choice of the land. 
And Abraham stayed in the will of God and took the poor of the land. Sarah, his beautiful wife, and Abraham stayed on the poor of the ground in order that they could serve the Lord. God doesn't promise a flower bed of ease. Don't falsify Christians and don't falsify the message, but tell them that everything's going to be all right. There's nothing going to harm you. There's nothing going to have no trials or nothing that's wrong. Amen. Amen. As a poet said, Messiah be carried home to heaven on a flower bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. No, sir. God doesn't promise ease and prosperity, but he promises grace to endure in every time. The grace that we look to. Abraham chose the way of God. He stayed on the mountaintop, though there wasn't much grass for his cattle. But what a type of the backslidden world, the church who doesn't believe in the miraculous. Then it finally comes to those things wound around into God until there had to come a junction. There had to be a time for Abraham was the heir of the land. Oh, God. Why can Christians see? Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. The junction time is at hand. Our Father, to show that we're at the end time. Glory. The miraculous, the supernatural, the omnipotent doing the miraculous. Look at him as during the time of Abraham. Just before the end time, look what's taking place in the world. Down in Sodom, in the big city. Abraham lived in a tent. Who was the heir of all things. Lived in a tent. So don't worry the poor can say, hot tent or cottage, why should I care? You're heir of all things. If you're in Christ, God's giving the earth. And he's the king. And we're in him heir of all things. The omnipotence. The miraculous. And at the junction time. Notice closely now. As we move on into this, watch how God did just before the end time locked down in Sodom. Perversion was on the increase. Man become homosexuals, perverted, changing the natural course of human nature into perverted ways. Look at the world today. The whole thing is becoming a perverted dispensation. Great places where men go to study religion. In great schools. And I've talked it and noted where men are not allowed to marry women. But it's so horrible. And how do these schools today and these modern churches out there, how this great pain, man has drank and smoked and stimulated the passion and run down young girls and so forth and started in their infancy till their real course of life is perverted. God give them over to destructions. And their lives has been mingled until they're not natural men and women no more. Devil has so caught them. Look at the junction there with Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Look at the junction in the days of Noah. Marrying, giving in marriage. You see the signpost? What happened? At the same time, God had a prophet on the earth. Before the end time, here it is, listen. Always before the end time, when Satan turns loose his impersonators, God sends his prophets. And we are told in the Bible that in the last days, your young men shall see visions of all my handmaids and maidservants. Prophets will appear again on the earth. Vision seers will appear on the earth. At the end time, we're there. We're at the junction. It's been prophesied by all the holy prophets down through the age and foretold by God's sacred word. The end time. How the Lord would do, how His blessings would be, and what the devil would do in those days. What would take place? The end time. God's holiness cannot stand the wickedness of the world. But before he brings it to the junction, he sends out the red flashes of warning. Not only that, but before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he also sent angels to the earth that mingle themselves among men. And before the end time, God promised he would send angels and we were seeing them there coming with the message of the Almighty God. Junction time. No more than three weeks ago to see that mighty one standing there who stood since it was a little boy and talked. Not a fanatic, you know that. But it's the fulfilled of scriptures. I think this church ought to know truth. And the sign where we're at, that you won't be slothful. That you'll be up and doing. That the differences will be settled. And you'll walk like real godly men and women. Your heart's set on Christ. And don't look into these paltry things of the earth because it's of the devil, all these quarrels and wars and strifes and difficulties. Look away from them. We're at the end. And remember, you may not have another week to do it in. I don't know. Only God knows. We're here at the end. There was Noah in his time. Here's Israel in their time. Here's Abraham at the next junction between the, the world, the natural, and the supernatural. Angels came down that looked like men. Glory. And stood by Abraham, the prophet, and told him, Abraham, God will perform the supernatural. About this time next year, according to life, I'll visit you. Your wife, a hundred years old, and you'll bring forth a child. I'll show you my power of divine healing. I'll change you and turn you back to a young man again and I'll change Sarah and make her a different person and make her a young woman. Amen. I'm the miraculous. I'm omnipotent. I'll do the miraculous. Amen. I'll show you my power. Abraham, we're at the junction time. The evil spirits are down there in Sodom, yes. They're working among the world down there. They're working here today. Gaiety, glamour, and crack wise jokes and all the dirty things on radio, television, not even censored or nothing else, and perverting sometimes the gospel to a social affair. The whole world has become perverted. 
But at the same time, the world has become perverted. The believers become converted to the Lord and the power of God. While the working and the appearing of omnipotence. How is God in His mercy is showing forth these things? Said Abraham, while this prophet sat under his tent an old man up in the barren land, what did he care? A tent or a cottage, what did he make a difference to him? He was heir of all of it. Everything belonged to him. And he knew it. So does the believer know today. What do we care about these worldly things? That's why I quit the meetings not long ago because I would not pitch the people for offerings. I don't care what people say. I believe that God's big enough to supply everything He has need of. Yes, sir. I'd rather eat soda crackers and drink ranch water and preach the gospel and have the fine things Amen. in the world. Amen. If we can commit ourselves into His hands and look for the omnipotence. That's right. Watch where it's at. And we see Him as He follows on. As Abraham sitting under his tent and these angels appeared to him. They went on down in Simon and Mara and we find out that God in that day performed miracles. Amen. He brought fire out of the skies and swept away the cities. Amen. And cleaned off the land and gave it all to Abraham. Amen. And Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt because she looked back as a memorial of disgrace who was a great lady amongst the societies of the city of Gomorrah and Sodom. All the valleys were swept out when God performed the miraculous with fire and brimstone from heaven. What a marvelous time. What a great time to live. God in His omnipotence. There come a junction again. I'm thinking I'm pressed for time. I'll have to hurry. There come an omnipotence again presence again. There was a fellow named Ahab, married a girl named Jezebel, who was a believer at the beginning. Ahab, born to Jews, circumcised the eighth day according to the law, and was brought up in a religious home to believe on Jehovah, but fell in love with some little flappy-eyed thing of an idolater. That's right. And today, fine Christian man are power the sway of such nonsense. And glamour because that heart hasn't been stable in Christ Jesus. Yes. What a day we're living in. What a time. This signpost looking here in the face. But then just before that God brought the showdown to show who was God. There come a time that there was a prophet came into the land. By the name of Elijah. Who was anointed with the message of God. And he performed the miraculous. And prove that omnipotence still was miraculous. The prophets stood out there and closed the heavens that it didn't rain in the days of his ministry. And he brought the rains down out of the heavens and gave the earth. And angels appeared on the scene. Hallelujah! Baked him some cornbread that kept him 40 days alive while he was out there in the wilderness with God. Angels appear in the end times. All the prophets and the signposts part in this day that angels will appear. Prophets will arise. Signs and wonders. And if God did that for those little junctions back there, what will He do now when all hell turn loose? All heaven will turn loose. Angels appearing. 
signs and wonders on the earth. The counterfeits are rising. God proving which is right and wrong. Amen. Oh, I love him. I'm sure you do too. I don't mean to yell at you, but it's burning in my soul. Thank you. How this day, just before he delivered them, he done all kinds of signs and wonders. They sent a bunch of people up there to take this prophet by force. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire come from heaven. Watch how the fire comes each time. Watch how prophets come each time. Watch how the miraculous is done each time. Watch how God vindicates himself in healing and powers each time. Just at the crossroads, never before. Right at the crossroads, at the junction. Changing dispensation, changing time. Now, for a few closing texts. Watch a minute. We'll go now into the, the fifth great junction. How one of the main junctions calls 55. J-E-S-U-S. Amen. Amen. There's coming a time when the sin question had to be settled. There's coming a time where the miraculous must make itself fully understood. There's coming a time when man's heart had to be changed because laws and judges and so forth could not do it. The blood of bulls and goats could not take it away. And just before that great junction comes, there comes the devil down amongst the preachers. Amen. So the days of miracles is past. There is no such a thing. And at that same time, God sent angels to the earth. Amen. There was an old man down there who had a house in order by the name of Zacharias. He was praying one day while he was at the altar, waving his incense, making intercessions for the people. There appeared over on his right side a great angel, proving that the junction time was at hand. He told him that he'd bring forth a boy from his wife, which is old, stricken in age, and his name would be John. John came forth claiming the miraculous. Amen. John was a prophet. The Bible said, Jesus said himself, there never was a man born on the earth like him to that time. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? He was a prophet. The greatest there was till that time because this was the greatest junction that God ever made with the devil. When their paths crossed in there, he would strip him and rob him of everything he had. John was a prophet. Gabriel was the angel. They're appearing at junction time. Glory to God. About 33 years before it happened, God started in plenty of time to forewarn them that the junction time was at hand. The unbelievers waxed worse and downed it and fussed at it and tried to get away with it and finally killed everyone they'd said anything, but God moved on in the miraculous. Amen. Just the same. Or he's omnipotent. He has to. He's God. Look what's taking place now as we move up into this, this episode here. As we come up, we see John coming on the river preaching. He's telling about one that was coming as mighty that he began to preach. After a while, there appeared none less that omnipotent itself wrapped up in a little bundle of flesh. Great Jehovah God revealed himself in his son Christ. The omnipotence has made flesh and dwelt among us and walked among us. Hallelujah. As he walked on the Sea of Galilee one night laying yonder, the little old boat tossed about. He acted like he didn't even pay attention. 
He was tired. But it come a junction time, something had to happen. Put his foot on the rail of the boat and looked up and said, Peace, be still. Oh, I tell you, the very creator of heavens and earth laid in that boat. And the nature had to obey it. When omnipotent speaks, miraculous takes place. Amen. Amen. A leper full of leprosy went to him one day and said, Lord, thou can as thou will can make me clean. He touched him and said, I will. Be thou clean and when omnipotent speaks, miraculous takes place. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Leprosy vanished like a sun flying behind a cloud. Hey, sure. Omnipotent speaks. He promised in this last days that he'd speak again. Amen. When omnipotent speaks, the miraculous happens. Yes, sir. Notice. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened the eyes of the blind. What was it? Prove it to the people at the junction was there. I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it up again. No man take it away from me. One day in John 17, he looked up and said, Father, the hour's come. Hallelujah. The junction's here. All things are finished now. All things are getting ready. The crossroads has come. The world's worn. How anointed these apostles and they've done signs and wonders. We've passed through the land. We've come back and forth. The time is here. The time has come. Brother, as a gospel preacher this morning, I believe that the Holy Ghost speaking through mortal lips today of anointed ministers are speaking. The time has come. Time is here. And omnipotence is answered. The miraculous is taking place. Has to do with the junction. There, when he got all the miraculous, all omnipotence, God manifested in flesh. Speak the word, Lord, and my servant will heal. My servant will be li- or live. He knew that Roman centurion knows he's a man under authority. That he knew that whatever was under him had, whatever he said, they had to do it. Amen. He said, oh, I say to this man, come, and he comes, and that man go. He goes, said, I'm a man under authority. And everything under my authority obeys me. Lord, I'm not worthy that you come in my house. Just speak the word. Hallelujah. Amen. He knew that was omnipotence. He knew when omnipotence spoke, miracles would take place. Oh, my. There he stood at the grave of Lazarus, crying like a man in his flesh. Martha said, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother not dying. But even now, Amen. omnipotent speak. Whatever you ask God, God will do it. Amen. Whatever you Amen. say, he'll do it. There he walked to the grave, omnipotent, manifested here among us, living with us. God in Christ reconciled the world to himself. Here he lived with us. God proving himself to his son, Christ Jesus, he was omnipotent and miraculous. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll be with you to the end of the world. How can we look for anything else but when he speaks for the miraculous to happen? Expect anything else. Hallelujah. So here he goes, down to the grave, weeping. And then omnipotence gathered itself together, and he spoke, Lazarus, come forth! And a man is already rotten. Hey, his nose had fell from his face in four days. Hallelujah. 
The skin worms had done set in. Corruption knew its master. Hallelujah. He gave back the life of this dead man. And a man that was once dead stood on his feet and lived again. The miraculous. I am the resurrection of life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Speak omnipotence. Miraculous will take place. Amen. You always do it at the junction. And we're at the junction. Be alarmed when you see these things happening. We're at the end time. Omnipotent speaks. And a dead man. Dead lived again. Amen. Stood on his feet and went to a banquet and eat supper with him. Amen. Oh my. Right. What happened? Some glorious day. Oh, we who were once dead in sin and trespasses, omnipotence spoke. We were going to hell and omnipotence spoke. We raised from hell to glory and someday we'll eat the banquet supper at the last taste. God's word is omnipotent. We believe it. And raised from death unto life. He that heareth my words and believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Omnipotent. We're like Noah building away on the ark. The miraculous will take place someday when the rapture comes and Jesus comes. We're at the junction now. When you see these things happen, raise up your head. Your redemption's drawing nigh. Hallelujah. Omnipotence. Speaks and miraculous is done. Said we're at the junction, Father. I must prove who you are. And he raised the dead. He healed the sick. When the hour finally come for him to go, he walked humbly to the cross and was nailed there. Spanned he wasn't of heaven. He was rejected of heaven. He was rejected on earth. If the people are seeing the signs and wonders he done, they mocked at him and scoffed at him, this sinful, ungodly world. Amen. Amen. But as the judgment lifted him, lifted up the ark, the judgment of water sold to Jesus with God's judgment poured out upon him. He died in our city and was lifted up. Amen. And the believer rested him like Noah in the ark. Let the judgment sweep. What difference does it make? Sure, what, what even death itself has no barriers, has no pains. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Never scares me to pass a graveyard. I can shout the praises of God. Hey, I know that you're alive in Him forevermore. Wonderful. Amen. Omnipotence has spoke. It spoke to my heart. It spoke to your heart. The miraculous is done. Once a little cowardly sinner. Maybe a like you did, a drunkard or a cigarette smoker, or runner to dances and carrying on like that. Omnipotent spoke, and you received it, and miraculous is done. And you changed from death into life and forsaken your sins. Thank you. Omnipotent spoke, and the miraculous is done. Certainly. There's people sitting in this church this morning a few years ago was bound with cancer, dying. There's those who are sitting here that was crippled and lame and halt and withered. And omnipotence spoke, and the miraculous was done. Amen. Certainly. Sure. What is the sign? We're at the junction. We're at the crossroads now. We're fixing the end of the millennium. Now watch. We moved up, and when they did, when they spanned between the heavens and earth, 
Heaven could not receive him. The sin of the world was laying upon him. And the world rejected him as their king. There was no place left for him to die. He couldn't come to heaven where he had the sins of the world on him. He was hated and despised and spit on and rejected and refused of the earth. But he stood between heavens and earth and breathes away. And every man or woman that desires to may come through that bloodstream from his side to glory. Omnipotence. What happened? Signs and wonders took place. What happened? The moon began to cry. The sun closed its eyes and began to weep. And it went in such distress till it had convulsions that turned like dripping blood. Sure it did. When it seen the creator of heavens and earth refused by the earth and so much sin he couldn't get into heaven and dying as a mediator between God and man. Standing between heavens and earth. The sun couldn't stand it. He said, I'll not shine no more. The stars said, I can't look at this. Yeah. The earth said, I can't stand it and had a nervous prostration and belched forth the rocks out of the earth. The miraculous took place. It was the changing time. It was the end of the road. Sin had reigned until the cross, but sin was paid for there. Amen. Oh my. The nerve shucks a heart till throw rocks out of its ground. Hung into the hills. Even shoved the heart of the dead rose out of the grave. Hallelujah. Talk about a nervous prostration. And the sun began to have convulsions and went out. Miraculous took place. Hallelujah. Always does. At the junctions. Look what taking place of that. And that was only preparing for this. They went out into dark ages. Fifteen hundred years. Which we had time, but we're pressed. I want to get out of 12. And notice, had coming through there in the dark ages, which we had time to go into the time, what happened in the time of Wesley and Luther. Amen. That sixth time that there was a change come. When the church was liberated from darkness and was Amen. brought into the marvelous light of the gospel again. Amen. Signs and wonders. Oh, God. How no man stood and divine healing and signs and wonders took place. Amen. Amen. It was between the sacrifice and the second coming. And look what taken place then. When John Wesley preached the gospel, he's kicked out of churches and things until people fell in the floor and they poured water in their face. Didn't know what was the matter with them fainting under the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Signs and wonders and miracles and healings took place. Now, brother, sister, listen. What's taking place now? We're at the end time. Amen. We're going into the millennium. Amen. Every hand pointing that way. Amen. The old clock's ticking away about two minutes till midnight. Omnipotence is speaking. Angels are appearing. Amen. Prophets are coming. Amen. Prophets are prophesying. Visions are being poured out upon your mouth. The gospel's being preached, the sick being raised up, the blind see, the deaf hear, the devils are raging, impersonators, devils and devils are here. But all omnipotent speak, hallelujah. We're in the last days. We're at the junction. Man's heart are failing for fear. Perplexed at times, distressed between the nations. 
there. He was so nervous, thought it bursting forth earthquakes everywhere. Amen. Jesus said it would be that way. There'll be earthquakes and die those places. What's the matter? The earth knows she's doomed. Amen. She's nervous. Oh, hallelujah. The world's nervous. But the church is right to the gospel. Tucked away with security. He that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Hallelujah. Except a man be born of water and spirit, he won't enter the kingdom. In the kingdom, you've got God's seal of approval. The Holy Spirit in your heart. Let the waves ride wherever they want to. The times are getting worse. Omnipotence is arising. The impersonators are trying to act like it. And all kinds of things are trying to do this. And the Bible said that great final impersonator would rise up there and sit on seven hills. He'd wear a triple crown. And he'd give power and have power. Even some buttons to make fire come down out of heaven to the presence of the people. He would do all of that. All of that in the last days. And how that they'd stand and impersonate people bound at shrines of dead people and everything and rubbing bones and everything. But while they're rubbing bones and bound at shrines, omnipotent peace and the miraculous oh, place. They said it's a bunch of nonsense, but the church is growing. Great healing revivals all over the country. Signs and wonders are going everywhere. Angels are appearing to people. Signs and wonders are here. What is it, friends? We're at the end now. Amen. We're at the junction. Lift up your head, he said. Your redemption's drawing nigh. You see what I mean? The junction time. And it shall come to pass, says God. Then the last days I'll pour out my spirit. Amen. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Prophets promise. Your young men shall see visions, and I'll show wonders in the heavens above. Flying saucers and everything. Great distress. The earth will be shaken with divers. Big earthquakes will be coming. And great volcanics will take place. And great trouble and distress between the world. The nations will be trying to sign peace with a knife behind their back. There will be trouble in everywhere. All these things. And man shall grow worse and worse. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, I'll raise up a standard against the people of God. The junction time. The end of the road. Africa's roaring with a big healing meeting. Signs and wonders appearing. All around the world, everywhere. Why is it? The junction time. The end time. Horseless carriages are jostling through the broadway. All these different things he said. The daughters of Zion, how they dress and walk. How the homosexuals and different things would appear. How perversion. Man would be given over to strong delusions and all such things as that. How to be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, truth-breakers, false accusers. And some of these days, my dear brother, Jesus will come. And those who are hammered away at what they call fanaticism today to believe in the old-fashioned gospel of Christ and the omnipotent speaking and the miraculous taking place, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. Mine, they'll cast out Speak with new tongues or take up serpents or drink jelly paint doing harm and if they lay their hands on the sick they shall recover. These things that I did so will you I'll be with you always even to the end. When these things begin to appear lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing nigh. You see friends just as it was in the days of Noah in the coming of the Son of Man so is it in the days of the deliverance of Israel. So is it the Son of Man at the cross. So are we at the junction. God always shows the miraculous, does great signs and wonders, heals the sick, 
raises the dead, casts out devils, great revival spirit, signs in the heaven and on earth, distress between nations. We're at the junction. What's the next thing? Jesus Christ shall come again the second time in glory to receive all those who are dead in Christ and alive in God. God will bring everyone with him, and the meek shall inherit the earth, and the great millennium will set in there will be no more war. They will set their arms and bowl their through their spears into pruning hooks and plowshares and so forth, and nations shall not raise up sword against nation anymore, neither will there be any more sickness, will there be any more trouble, will there be any more heartache, but they will live in his presence here forever and forever, and all these signs and things, we're at the junction. We're the inroad. I'm so happy today to know that in Christ Jesus I have anchored my soul in a haven of rest. I'm so glad to see God in his holy word performing and giving signs and wonders and to know that today before my little church here that I'm able to say this as I did before I went forth the other time. You shall see the great noble power of Almighty God. Amen. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we've ever thought or believed. Amen. Amen. Right at the door now, and you see it vindicated right at your own church door here. So, my dear little friend, don't you never let down on Christ. You lift your hands to the cross, lift up your hearts and hold holy hands to God. And if the church anything starts this way, that way, or people talk or say this, don't pay any attention to it. Keep your heart single on the cross, on Christ, and live for Him. God grant it to you we're at the junctions the crossroad shall we bow our heads just a moment for a word of prayer I want a sister to play this grand old song my faith was up the knee 189 84 while we're in prayer I wonder with your heads bowed we're at the junction friend we are there all these things, this perversion amongst women and men, this great distress that you see, what is it? I've proved it by the Bible. It's been every time the junction. Never before the junction, always at the junction. Just before, see, man has got away now. They've got off the theology and the days of miracles just passed. Do so you see they did it in every other age? But just before the change time, God came down in omnipotence and done the miraculous. That's why people talk about me and say the things they do. That's why they talk about all Christians that believe that. But you see what happened to them back there who believed? They were secured. Abraham was just as safe as he could be. Amen. So was Moses. No plagues bothered him or Israel. Neither did it bother Noah. Enoch was taken up before it ever happened. Stand up on the banisters of glory. Watch it go on. If you're here this morning without Christ, know that your soul's not right while you have your heads bowed. I wish you would to God. I don't know when I'll ever speak to you again, but we're at the junction. If you want to be remembered in prayer to God, would you just raise your hand to Him now? God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. You, you, yes. God bless you. Many of you. Dozens of hands. Now, while you keep your head bowed, we want the church to softly hum this. If you desire, we've got an open altar here. Come and offer just a word of prayer with me to God for your soul. I'll be glad to do it. Pray with you. My faith looks up.
nothing else but thee. That's what you're doing. And breathe. 
now you're pulling away and leaving to other nations. Oh, God, she sat in the ashes of her own room. She sat upon her own barrel of glamour. And some glorious day the Son of God in His holy righteousness will be revealed from heaven. Then where will we stand? Oh, God, grant today that our hearts be established in Thee. Forgive us of our many sins. Father, bless these ministers who are here this morning, gospel preachers. Oh, God, may they go out today with this message on their heart and saying, I see now the end time, the post signs, and I know we're at the junction, and that's what all this is about. I wonder why my heart was so been so stirred for these last few years. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. May they see it. May their eyes be open. They look around here and say, yes, here it is. I see all these evil things are signs. They're supernatural signs from the enemy. Why, he's doing great wonders. He's doing great things, insomuch as to make fire fall from heaven. Yes, they're having satellites all around the earth, and, and they're natural things, the enemy, bringing fire signs and everything else, the false moons and false suns and all their other things. But God, you said there'd be signs up there, too, that they wouldn't understand, and we're living to sin. I'm so thankful, Lord, so thankful for Christ, and I pray that you'll by your humble servant, if penance with tears on my cheeks, God, I give my life to thee afresh today. And will you help me, dear God, to stay humble and keep around me humble man that will serve you, dear God, and will do the work of God until Jesus, you let death set me free from this tabernacle of humiliation. And then, Father, I want to be with you. Bless this dear little church. God bless our beloved pastor here, our brother Neville, our dear beloved friend who stands here where it's cold or hot, whether it's going easy or strong, and still claims this unadulterated gospel of the Lord Jesus. God bless him and his little wife and children. Oh, God, may he burn the gospel into the hearts of the people until Jesus comes. Bless him. God, give him great strength. We love him and know he's a humble man and works for you. And I'm thankful for him, Lord, to leave him with this little, this little sheepfold here that I once had and in here, God, I just pray that you'll help him to bring in many other sheep to the fold, Grant. Do that for every minister that's present, and not only here, Lord, but throughout the world, for we know the day is needy, the signs are here, the devil has gone about like a roaring lion, falsely accusing and impersonations, and, but God, you're raising up a standard against it by the Holy Ghost, and we're thankful. Now bless us together, and today, Father, as we go to pray for the sick, may you anoint every ministry in here afresh. Grant it, Lord, and may every believer in here be anointed, and every sick person anointed, and may when we go out of here, may every person be made solid well, and the glory of God of over our souls as we pray in Jesus' name, amen. My faith. Looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary. Oh, say, let's raise your hands as we
heads bowed. We commit all things into Thee, ourselves, our lives, our service. Use us all, Lord. May everyone go inspired today. May this be a day that we'll long remember because of the Holy Spirit being with us and blessing us. Now give to the sick, Lord, their needs today. Grant it, Lord. Be merciful, Father. Do this for Jesus' sake, we pray. And now, great teacher, you taught us all one day. You taught your disciples as an example for all of us. You said, after this manner, pray ye, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Only believe, if you will, sister. How many to be prayed for? If we see your hands, it wants to be prayed for. I wonder if you'd line up over on the right side here, as many as can. And those on this side, line to the middle aisle here, if you can. Those in this aisle, line over on this side. And the ones in the middle aisle here. All right. Let's sing now.
Just a moment, I want to ask you something. The brother of Pops and many of you here know that this part of the week, I told you I didn't want a healing service this morning here, but I had some friends that called me. But in honor of what? Brother Hall was holding a revival, a healing service over at Brother Durbin. And Brother Hall was over. I made an announcement last week of his services. That's the reason I, I made that announcement, because he is our brother in the holding services. And why, why Brother Hall, is that you, Brother Hall? Brother Hall is with us. All right. Brother Hall, are you closing tonight, brother, at Brother Durbin's across the river? They're having healing service. I know Brother Hall, a fine brother, anointed servant of the Lord. I wonder, Brother Hall, then if it would not be asking too much, would you stand with us this morning for prayer for your sick, would you? I hate that part of ministers been praying like that. Would you just stand here in your presence uh, with us to, to pray for the sick? Let's say thanks the Lord for Brother Hall. He's having a service over at Brother Durbin this week. Many of these attended it, no doubt. And I learned to love Brother Hall when he was there the other time. And knowing him having a so much uh, success, the Lord has given him great success in praying for the sick. And I believe he's been around quite a bit praying for the sick. And, um, Brother Hall, would you want to say a word to your folks or anything on the mind? All right, sir. Had a good meeting this week, Brother Hall. We're so happy for you to be here. And I do you sick people. Not only that, these ministers here, we're all lined together as a fortress, believing in our omnipotence. We believe that God Almighty in this life days are performing miracles and healing the sick and afflicted. And we see his ominous presence doing just exactly what he said he would do. We're here to pray for you this morning. And I believe that God will do it. And Brother Jack Oakey, here from the Revival Center. Why, we'd be glad to have you, Brother Jack Oakey, wherever you're at. Uh, my brother just come told me, but Brother Jack Oakey, are you in the building? And then why, you, you come out on up with us, Brother Oakey, wherever you are. And other ministers, why, we just happy to have you. If you believe in healing, come here. This is our mission to do these things and pray for the sick and the afflicted. That's mighty fine. Brother Opie, we're, is that Brother Opie saying here? No? Opie? Opie? I'm just... Huh? All right. The evangelist. Who are you at home, minister, brother? Right on up here, fellowship. Oh, my. That's wonderful. Come right on. What's your name, brother? Brother Jack Archie. Brother Jack Archie. We're glad to have you, Brother Jack, with us. Now, that's just fine. And then y'all can take one of those hands if you come along there and get acquainted. And now, here's what the Lord is sending for us this morning to pray for these people. There's some of them in dying condition. The lady standing right there with a white hat on, got cancer. There's a man standing here in front of me, got cancer. And there's many, many different things here. The lady has a broken ankle, it doesn't heal. We got, uh, oh, many, many things here. The lady sitting here with arthritis in the wheelchair. She believes that God's going to let her be well. We believe that too. My brethren, the only thing we can do is pray. Is that right? Yeah. Just pray. I'm just a little too weak today to go into the uh, visit. You see, I'm just 
a priest card. So now let's bow our heads, and I'm going to ask, brother, if each one will come and make us a place right down here in front here, so we can pray for these sick. I'll come right down with you, and we're going to pray for the sick and pass the others through and pray for each one, and every one of us lay hands on the sick and drink the God's will make them hell. You believe it, brother? Amen. All right, brother Hall. You believe that with all your heart? All right, it's going to happen. Let us now, if you will, get back down beside the side of the steps today, my brother. If you want to make you a little line right along there now, I'll start, start down here. We'll pray. And we want all the church to join with us. Will you do it, friends, while we pray for these six? Now, you people, there's fine banquets here and ministers of the healing campaign that church to pray with you this morning. And we're happy to turn this service now to praying for this sick. Let us pray once more. Father, in Jesus' name, receive us now. We ask the Holy Ghost to come upon us and to bless us and to give us that which we're asking for Amen. today. May this great omnipotent power of God move in on us just now. And may the Shekinah glory, oh God, dwell under the interlocked wings of the children. May it come under the interlocked arms of the cross and come upon us today, Lord, and be the only expecting the power of God. We pray the blessing to the people. May not one, not one fail, but may everyone be healed. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Our brother Neville, if you'll get the oil and stand to put her place here now while we start. Let's place the lady on the top first and down like that. Now we step right back and let the others come to you. All right. Lord bless now. Everyone in prayer now. Be prayerful.
Dear beloved friend, in the name, wait, here's a lady come to be prayed for. Come out of here. What have we done what the Lord said? Is that wrong? We're happy to have our existing minister brethren with us. All we friends say amen all you that we are certainly welcome back, my dear brethren, to be with us. And today we're just going to not make it up to, to get out in time. We're glad you were here. And my brethren, I pray for you constantly. And you pray for me wherever you go and pray now as I go out to the field again. And may our roads cross time after time. Little brother over here, I made my hat and remember his loved ones out there in, um, in California. Is that Dr. Opie or there? Oh, Earl Opie, yes, sir. And I, and I know there's a lot of Opies out there. I just didn't know which one to connect with. I know Dr. Opie, the dentist, you know, and then, uh, and so, uh, are you related to him, too? Your cousin. Well, that's mighty fine. Fine, man. Now, what have we did to you people here? Here's what it is. We wouldn't stand here and lay hands on the sick unless we believe it. We have seen there people about us today sitting in this audience right here with people been cancered, blind, crippled. Just let me show you something to these strangers here. How many of you have been healed that way of God? Let's see your hands up. That's blind, cancers, and everything. See? see, he'll do some you the same. See? Why we do it is this. We believe our prayer. And now for the closing one, before we turn the service to our brother Neville, remember the services tonight. And tonight, if there's anyone, if, if, if you know it, loved one that didn't get in this morning, be prayed for. Brother uh, Hall here is a brother Durbin, and that will be a what's the address, brother? 17th and Marfitt in Louisville, where they're having a healing campaign. And that was the very reason that I was shy about having service. I, I, I hate to go into a place where someone's holding a... Uh, a, a healing campaign and somebody start one and that's the reason I said what I did about not about the services this morning it was in honor of Brother Hall and Brother Durbin because they're both very dear friends of mine and we don't want a healing campaign going over here while Brother Hall's got one over there I'm sure of that and so we love him and our Brother Opie where are you at brother? 4030 West Park other brother with you there you together? alright now that's the 3040 4030 4030 West Market, Louisville, another campaign. And so how long are you going to be there, Brother All this next week. That's fine. Now you all got 63040 West Market. Thursday, yeah. West Market. All right. That's fine. Now, is there, is, I've seen a couple more ministers. Brother, you got a campaign going somewhere? Sir? Yeah, well, that's very good. That's fine. And this brother here is a, a missionary to the Jew, I believe. A missionary to the Jewish. I think he lives in New Orleans. 
And so we're very happy to have. Did I miss one? Is there someone else somewhere? I, I hope I didn't. I don't mean to. Of course, Brother Junior Jackson, you know where he's at in New Albany. Brother Tom Meredith is a broadcast. Do you have a church for the maid? No church. Just a broadcast. He announced it a few minutes ago. And Brother Neville, having service here for you people here around here for tonight and for this coming Wednesday and throughout the week in his, his services, his broadcast is on Saturday morning. All right. Everybody feel good. Say amen. Amen. All right, man. Don't you want to join this very happy bunch of preachers and go preach the gospel and pray for your sick God grant you, son. Amen. A young man there who was sort out of a wreck just recently and a piece of angle arm went plumb through his side, sweeping through him and stuck out on the other side right there. A dear praying mother. God said him for some purpose. Since he told me, I thought this morning I met him. As I come in the hall, he shook my hand. I said, aren't you the boy? He said, yes, sir. But it calls to the ministry. God be merciful. Now, my dear brethren, if the young man said he has a brown coat on, may God grant that he'll become a flaming light while we're at the junction of the road, son, and preach the gospel, preach the full gospel, preach all the word of God, and don't compromise for nothing. And right as they're supposed to do, God will make a great warrior out of him. Now, let's pray this one final prayer now for the sake. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee for this young man this morning too, Lord. And as he sat here this morning listening at the word and seeing these ministers with their hearts aflame as they lay hands on the church as they pass through this line. Seeing the testimonies there as people raise their hands to can heal of cancer and blindness and death and dumb and crippled. It's a challenge. And we looked down at this blessed old word and it said, These days of Jesus. And here we stand. We see the omnipotent God with his arm outstretched and signs and wonders are coming. We hear the sound of abundance of rain in the air. We know that we're in the great day of the last rain. When Satan will be bound and cast into the pit, chained to the chain of circumstance that he cannot come out to see the nations no more. In a thousand years, millennium rain will take place on the earth while we are glorifying our Lord Jesus and adoring him. Crying the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. This old sinful earth will burst open some of these days when the atomic powers are loosened, the hydrogen will never see the waters or the sea will weep till it's dry. Amen. Oh, God, and the sun will fail to shine and the moon won't get its light and the stars of heaven will fall like an uh, untimely fig tree when he's shaken of a mighty wind and man will cry for the rocks and the mountains and watch this little Amen. light will amount to them. Then the dead in Christ shall rise. Oh, what a paradise. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation anymore. Neither will we ever have a prayer line for the sick. Today is the day of salvation. Father, we brought these people to you, and we ask you in Jesus' name, who said this, ask the Father anything in my name, it'll be done. Amen. Now, we, it's not our prayer that we have faith in. It's his bidding we have faith in. Ask the Father anything in my name, I'll do it. Now, Satan, you who've been so evil and has bound these people and put death upon many of them and crippled them and blinded them and done all kinds of evil to them, you're defeated. You're defeated because we have done just what Jesus said do. Therefore, our faith looks 
now and says to you, leave the people. Come out of them. In Jesus' name. Oh. Uh-huh. 